0: I'm just going to pray, and then uh, we'll kick off. Uh, Lord Jesus, uh, thank you that you're here in your presence. I just ask that you'd help me as I talk, um, and I pray that uh, what I speak about will um, we'll really meet with the people here. Amen. Okay, so <clears throat> I don't know how many of you have been here before. Um, welcome to those of you who this is the first time. And we've been doing a study over the last, uh, it'll be summer holidays for me, but over the last couple of months, um, about uh, heroes, New Testament heroes. So I'm going to continue that, talking about a New Testament hero. My hero is an amazing person. They spoke... They they were involved in a miracle that met thousands and thousands of people. It is the only it's the only story other than the resurrection and the death of Christ that is actually in all the gospels. He's a really really important person. I wonder whether you can work out who it is. It's a little boy. It's the feeding of the five thousand and a little boy who has five loaves and two fishes. If we could have the text up, please, Matt. So, sometime after this, Jesus crossed to the far shore of the Sea of Galilee. That is the Sea of Tiberias. And a great crowd of people followed him because they saw the signs he had performed by healing the sick. Then Jesus went up on a mountainside and sat down with his disciples Here is a boy with five small barley loaves and two small fish. But how far will they go among so many? Jesus said, have the people sit down. There was plenty of grass in the place and they sat down. About 5,000 men were there. Note the 5,000 men. Jesus then took the loaves, gave thanks and distributed to those who were seated as much as they wanted. He did the same with the fish. Then they all had, when they'd all had enough to eat, he said to his disciples, gather the pieces that are left over, let nothing be wasted. So they gathered them and filled 12 baskets with the pieces of 5 by loaves left over by those who had eaten. After the people saw the sign Jesus performed, they began to say, surely this is the prophet who has come into the world. Jesus, knowing that they intended to come and make him king by force, withdrew again to a mountain by himself. So where are we going? We've looked at the text. I'm going to um, give you three ideas that kind of impacted me in relation to why I think he's a hero, and then we're going to finish by touching on three points as to why, uh, as to what that means to us. So by the time we got to the three points about why, what that means to us, you know, that I'm nearly finished. So you can that be good. Okay, right. I think that this story—I mean, it has—it is definitely miraculous. She has definitely fed the five thousand. But I think there's a bigger, like, bigger miracle here. I mean, come on, a boy giving up his food. I mean, I'm I'm sorry, but that for me is the bigger miracle. I have two boys, um, and uh, I know for a start, if I try and take away the food that he wants, there's no way that I'm going to get it. So, let's, let's go over the story. Jesus has gone to the northwest side of Galilee for a rest. He's been uh, surrounded by this crowd. And he asks Philip, there's a crowd, they're hungry, what are we going to do? Philip then says, um, well, it's going to cost us a lot of money. I'm um, not sure I'm willing to wait that long for my dinner. <laughs> so then, uh, Andrew pops in and says, oh, i found this boy. He has two lo- five loaves and two fish. The way I see it, it's like this. Stay with. Me. I'm at school, it's my first day of school, I've got my packed lunch. It's a nice packed lunch. My bread has been cut into triangles. I don't know how you had your packed lunch when you were at school. Uh, I've got my little carton of Ribena, my bit of chocolate. That was really important. A bit of fruit, not so important. And, uh, and being a PE teacher. I have to say that you know, balanced diet, all that is very, very important. Not for a boy. And he's, he's sitting there in the canteen, and he's, he's standing there, he's sitting there in his chair, and there's a table in front of him, and there's the headmaster and the rest of his staff. And you can see the headmaster talking to these his, his other teachers. And you can see this guy pulling his things out of his pocket like, oh, I haven't got any money. And then you see this, this other guy looking straight at you, and you can see him licking his lips. And he comes over to you and he says, that's a nice packed lunch box. Can I have it? Can you imagine? I mean, it must have been amazing. It must be amazing. This boy has his packed lunch. The guy comes over and he asks for his lunch. If that had been me, I think I would have licked the chocolate, given him the fruit. <laughs> so, why the hero? Can we move on to the next slide, please, Matt? was just a kid. I love it. He was ordinary. He was ev- like any, anybody else. He was just a kid. And the funny thing was that even the fact that his name wasn't mentioned, and he wasn't even in the 5,000 that was mentioned. So the 5,000, as we talk in the text, and you look at the commentaries, actually it was more than 5,000, because they didn't talk about the men, uh, the women, and they didn't talk about the kids. So actually, Jesus use somebody who wasn't even written down, didn't exist. I think that's amazing. Nothing great happened to the boy, doesn't say that he was this amazing guy. It's not even like the boy, seeing the problem, saw a stone, ran to the stone, (laughs) Bottom round came out as delivery boy. Here's my pizza. He could share it with everybody. He didn't do that. He's just like, I've got a little peg lunch. Don't take it. He didn't say that. How many times have you felt, have we felt, that we've had to be somebody else to do what God wanted? Maybe you feel you're too young. Maybe you're not sorted enough. Oh, God can't use me. I'm, I've got this wrong and I, I did this yesterday. And I spoke to my wife like that the other day. And I snore. I mean, you know, I, I don't know. You, you can, you, it's the, I know that I disqualify myself sometimes. Next. He was following Jesus. Andrew, it would seem, when we look at the text, didn't have to go very far to find him. Andrew says, look here. Now that may have been that he was hungry and he had been looking at this boy's pallet for a long time. But obviously, this boy was in a place Really close to Jesus. Wasn't very far away. I mean, a crowd of what would have been more than 5,000, 10,000, that's a lot of people and a lot of roads to go before you find a little boy with a package box. So he had to be close. I mean, you can understand why he was close. I mean, who wouldn't be close? He'd probably been following Jesus around, seeing all these amazing miracles. You'd want to follow somebody who was. Exciting, who had something about them that made, made you want to stick around. People were being healed, things, people were getting better, things in people's lives were exploding into life and hope. There was like a sense of hope around this guy. I'd want to follow that, I'd want to be there. He was where the action was, he wasn't on the fringes, he was close to Jesus. Next one, please. He was available and willing to give the little he had. He only had five loaves and two fish. And do you know what? This is one of the things that blew my mind when I was looking at this text. I don't know about you, but when I was studying it, something random happened. I I, I don't know why I thought, but I thought the bread that Jesus made, that he multiplied, would have been amazing bread. You know, your best hovis bread. Sliced and everything. But it was actually barley bread. Well, I didn't know, but the barley bread was bread of the poor. That's what the poor had. And when you look at the Greek for the word that talks about the fish, <laughs> the word used in John actually is describing something that makes the meal better. There isn't an English word for it. The way they get the word fish is from the other. Gospel accounts. So it kind of been what you you know kind of been your best food. That's for me. That's really challenging. he used what he had. Isn't it often so that children are far quicker to believe that Jesus can do something? I love working with children. They're inspiring. You know, us adults, we get to a point where we've had so many, our journey has taken us across so many issues and so many difficulties, so many successes as well. But it takes us that bit longer to say, yeah, I'm going I'm to follow that guy. I'm going to do what he asks. Because we've got to weigh it up. This happened, so I'm not sure that would happen again. This happened, so there's no way that could happen. That doesn't make sense. I think sometimes we get caught in the lie of thinking that what we have isn't sufficient for God to use. We settle for less in our journey with Jesus rather than all in. Next slide, please. So, what about us? You see, now you know I'm nearly finished. I've got three more to go. So, it's a quick talk. The hero of the story was a boy. We, too, should expect to be part of the amazing things of the kingdom. We, too, should expect to be part of the amazing things of the kingdom. I love, I love being part of Vineyard. And um, there are many churches that have exactly the same thing. Where They, they, they listen to, the, to what Jesus is saying. They pray for the sick. They l- look after the poor. Mamanas says, I don't know whether you read Mamanas, really good guy, promote it. Really good. Right, anyway, on the, this book is from um, Seizing Your Divine Moment. <clears throat> on the one, one of the ways we cope with watching others live the life we want is by concluding that those on the other side of the screen are more talented, more gifted, more fortunate than we are. It has to be different, otherwise that's possible for me. Let me say that again. One of the ways we cope with watching others live the life we want is by concluding that those on the other side of the screen are more talented, more gifted, more fortunate than we are. It has to be different. Otherwise, that's possible for us. Is it possible for me? Can I actually expect to be part of the kingdom? Will God use me to pray for the sick, for my, guy, for my friend at work, can I, will, I, will I be able to pray for him and see him healed? Will I have the confidence, not necessarily massively like that, but my, will I have the confidence to actually step out and deal with a person who's sitting on the street crying? Out of my comfort zone. I'm sitting in a carriage or somebody's sitting in a carriage and they see somebody down the other side weeping, you know, would you go and see it? that wasn't a lead and you didn't see it on what happened on the live thing you can laugh I don't mind it's okay in John 10.10 Jesus says I have come so that you might have life to the full What what does that mean? Life to the full? I thought that when you follow Jesus, everything, uh, well, kind of goes okay and I get eternal life. Hold on a minute, it's saying life to the full. Doesn't that mean it's now? We have life to the full. Don't we get it? If we're part of the kingdom, then we're going to be living life to the full every day. Isn't that exciting? Isn't that why the boy stood there at the front looking at Jesus, going, I know if I give my packed lunch to him things are going to happen oh yeah not like Philip the funny thing is talking of Philip is that Jesus has a conversation with him later on and and there's this whole dialogue between him Thomas and Philip Jesus Thomas and Philip And Jesus is saying, well, do you believe in me? Do you, do you think you will be able to do these things through me? And he ends up. Jesus ends up saying, very truly I tell you, whoever believes in me will do the works I have been doing, and they will do even greater things than me. So not only being part of the kingdom, we can be part of the kingdom, but also we can do great works than what Jesus did. Bad English. But you know what I mean. It was amazing that it was Philip who couldn't see the way forward to feed the, the crowd, and yet later on, we hear Jesus saying to him, you, if, look at me, if you look at me, you'll be doing great things. Okay, next slide. One to go. Actually, that's not true. Not Our hero was able to help because he was right there. We too should be following Jesus closely. That's a challenge. That's a real challenge. You know, I, I've got some friends, I not mean, even myself, we'll be, I've got a new baby, got a little son. It's difficult when you haven't slept all night. You've got to get up. First thing on my mind is, right, Jesus, what do you want me to do today? That's difficult. How close are we willing to be? Again, McManus says, he talks about the fact that actually, sometimes we talk about being closer to Jesus, and it's really safe being closer to Jesus. Do you think that little boy felt it being safe? You're going to take my pat lunch? Actually, Jesus talks about the fact that there's going to be persecution, there's going to be trouble. Not safety, but peace is given. Next page. He was a hero because he gave all he had. He need to practice being, we need to practice being open-handed. Well, what what's it like being open-handed? being available, something happens, and being open-handed, being saying, here I am. It might be a hug. I don't, uh, I don't know whether... I, I saw Batman, and uh, there was a quote in that, and he, um, Batman says, at the end, which I thought was quite cool. I was only watching it because it was all about heroes, and I needed to, you know, have uh, some... <laughs> He said, a hero can be anyone, even a man, doing something as simple as reassuring as putting his coat around a little boy's shoulder to let him know the world hasn't ended. A hero can be anyone, even a man, doing something as simple and reassuring as putting his coat around a little boy's shoulder to let him know the world hasn't ended. What would have happened if he hadn't done it? What would have happened if the boy hadn't done it? I'm not giving you my food. Oh, you can have the fish. (laughs) You can't have the bread. What would have happened? He would have missed out. He would have missed out on seeing what Jesus could do with what he had. That challenges me. How many times do I stand there going, (gasps) you want me to do that? (sighs) Uh -uh. No way. Amana says, while moments are the context within which we live, choices chart the course and determine the destination. Let me say that again. While moments are the context within which we live, choices chart the course and determine the destination. So are we making the right choices? In those situations, are we being open handed or are we being close handed? Are we like this child? Last slide, please. So, our challenge are we positioning ourselves to see Jesus? Are we actively positioning ourselves to Jesus? Are we happy being on the edge? Do we want to be close? Do we want to be involved? Are we expected to be part of God's plan? He has a plan. For me? Life's rubbish. Things are going wrong all the time. He's got a plan. Yeah, he has. He's hope. He's peace. He's love. Are we willing to be open-handed, even on the simple things? Can I invite the band back up, please? I love it. I love the fact that this boy followed Jesus around. And actually, he was obviously excited about giving Jesus his food because he'd seen Jesus heal the sick, changing lives, giving hope. And he thought, what might he do with my five fishes and two loaves? What might he do? What could he do? And I love that. Please stand. Lord Jesus, I thank you that you love every one of us here. I thank you that you you know each and every one of us. And I thank you that you want to use each and every one of us in your kingdom. I thank you that you want us to have life to the full right now. And I ask if anything else that you'd help us to take away a sense of hope that actually you want, to be, you want us to be part of your plan. Amen.